0: The Gulf of Mexico may not be the largest body of water in the world, but it's big enough to help grow a hurricane to a major, major storm. Hurricane Ian, already rumbling over western Cuba, taking a chunk out with it. Now, it's Florida's turn. of thousands already evacuated ahead of the storm before Ian meets landfall in the Sunshine State. Theme parks like Disney World have shuttered. Major airports like Tampa have closed. Classes canceled for schools. Cruise ships have turned and headed away. Bridges spanning inlets and bays are paused for traffic when a storm this great reaches land. Emergency shelters already open for business. For the fortunate few, generators provide power for a limited time. Not for the seven-day outage a friend of mine experienced after that last major hurricane passed nearby. Storms leave and clear skies return. But may we not forget that Christ is always there for His people. He never leaves. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris in Southern California, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And this is a new program as Hurricane Ian yesterday blew through western Cuba. And today is meeting up with Florida. We're calling this program Comfort in the Storm. Stay with me. We're going to Cuba in just a moment, and a little later we'll be checking in with Florida. So much is going on in our world, from hurricanes to war in Eastern Europe and trouble in Asia, the economy. All these events grab the headlines. We live in a very hard world. So all the more we need to hear from Jesus who shared such comforting words with his followers the night before he died on the cross. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Are those not special words from our Savior? He knew what was coming. He knew the challenges we would face, but he wanted to let us know that he would see us through and that he was preparing a place for us and he would come back to get us soon. These are words of comfort for all who are trusting in him today by faith alone. Our hearts may be encouraged and not troubled. We know King Jesus is on his throne and he's building his kingdom no matter how dark the world might seem or how hard the winds may blow, like through Hurricane Ian bearing down on Florida after rumbling across Cuba. So let's go to Cuba for a report. Jennifer Ledford is our in-country producer there for our Spanish ministry El Fado. Jennifer, even though Havana wasn't a direct hit for the storm, you still had damage there and on to the west, didn't you?
1: Yes, thank you, Charles. Uh, well, it turns out that you're right. Um, I'm not in the worst part of the damaged zone. However, here in Havana have been reported two at least two partial collapses of buildings that have been under the rain for several days now. and like I said before, there have been several members of our churches and friends of ours that have reported that their relatives in actually in Azteco have been facing very dangerous floods, and um they have also seen partial and total collapses of their houses, their living rooms, their rooftops, their they have lost partial parts of their houses, and they have lost all the the parts of the houses in some in some other cases, mm-hmm. they have been reported several telephone service damages, and actually at some point at 3 a.m. in the morning, the the union, the electrical union of the, the Rio said that they would cut the service because of the damages all along the, the Rio. The entire area was in the blackout in the midst of the storm.
0: Now, uh, Jennifer, this is not the largest population in. Cuba, that would be more in the Havana area. Are we hearing anything from churches at this point uh, in the Pinar del Rio region in the West?
1: Well, we have received, I mean, this far, we have heard that several churches have reported damages, of course, because the structure, many of those churches, is not, um, they are not built with very strong walls. Many of them have stink roof top and Against the the winds of the hurricane, of course. So, of course, we have seen and I've heard about several churches with partial damages.
0: Okay, okay. Any suggestions on how listeners to Haven today should pray for uh, Cubans who've been affected by this storm?
1: Oh yes, please. We ask our listeners please to keep praying for our nation and mainly for the. People of God living in Pinadre Rio specifically. Pray that they will receive, um, so pray that they will be restored the telephone service and the, and the electrical service. Pray that they will receive, um, fast access to food and to clean water because due to the flooding, uh, all those, many of them lost access to food and of course the water has been bu- was polluted and contaminated. So, Pray also that they can be encouraged in Christ in the midst of this difficult trial. And for the Church of God to be able to still in the midst of this problem to preach the gospel to those who don't know the Lord, so they can spread the hope of the gospel to those.
0: Mm. Jennifer Ledford, our producer in country in Havana, thank you. And stay safe. The Lord be with you. See you in a few days, okay?
1: Thank you,
2: Charles. I'm with you, and as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away, and I'll praise you. raise you in this storm I remember when I stumbled in the wind You heard my cry to you, you raised me up again My strength is almost gone, how can I carry on If I can't the thunder rolls I barely the Lord, the maker
0: Haven Today and Comfort in the Storm, a program related to Hurricane Ian, which is bearing down on Florida today. That was Natalie Grant, and praise you in this storm. Somebody who understood storms and struggles of life early during a war and later in life in her own family was Queen Elizabeth II. We still have the book, Our Faithful Queen, 70 Years of Service for Your Gift to Haven Ministries. This book is picturesque, with prayers and devotions written by the late queen. You can't come away without believing this woman knew Jesus, and her Savior was the driving force behind her service to her people. Call us after the program for one or more copies, eight hundred sixty-five haven eight hundred sixty-five haven or come to our website at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org, Our Faithful Queen. And you can only get it in North America through Haven Today. Earlier, we heard from Jennifer Ledford, our producer in Havana. And now with this powerful storm bearing down on Florida, let's go to the Sunshine State in what's called the Sunshine Coast, where the sun is not shining right now. Alan Winfield, for many years, has been the staff meteorologist for Moody Radio Florida. Alan, you've been on the air for many hours at this point, Moody Radio, but also inserts on local TV. Just thank you for meeting up with me and coming on the broadcast. In the aftermath of a of a hurricane, What is it that happens, especially for people in other parts of North America that are listening to us, other parts of the world that have never been through a hurricane?
3: Yeah, it's a great question. Hurricanes can produce really four types of significant weather. Uh, One of the worst uh, things that they can cause is something we call storm surge, and that's where salt water literally gets elevated by the storm and the winds drive that elevated salt water toward the shoreline and cause inundation and flooding all along the coast. Uh, So that's one way that we get some horrible conditions from a hurricane, but also you can get flooding from just the rain falling for example, with Hurricane Ian, uh, there are spots that are going to easily wind up with over a foot of rain, and that too will cause flooding. But this time, from fresh water, so you've got freshwater flooding, saltwater flooding. Obviously, the winds are a third component. Uh, when a hurricane hits, the winds are above 74 miles an hour. And they can go really off the charts, up to 200 miles per hour. You can imagine the damage that causes. And then finally, embedded in the circulation of a hurricane, we often see tornadoes, which also cause incredible damage. Mm, So you've got four things going on at once.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. You've seen a lot of hurricanes come through in your lifetime and through your career. How have you seen the Lord at work uh, it, it, I know there's destruction, sometimes there's the toll of death, but you've also watched the Lord at work, too, haven't you, Alan?
3: Absolutely. You know, unfortunately for many people, um, they almost have to hit rock bottom before they start looking upward. And a hurricane can cause conditions that just, you know, really destroy a life for people. Um, you know, they can lose their their means of living, they can lose their dwelling, all their belongings. And oftentimes, you know, people at that point realize there's nothing else they can look to. They start looking upward, sometimes for the first time in their lives. Mm. And that's Mm. when I've seen so many times uh, God responding. Certainly the local church tries to come alongside a lot of these people. And so unfortunately, it sometimes takes a disaster before a person's life gets turned around. And it's funny because years later, if you interview some of those people, You would think they would say the hurricane was the worst event of their life, but because they found Lord Jesus Christ, they'll say it was the best thing that could have ever happened.
0: Mm. I'm going to ask you to take your weatherman hat off for just a second since we've gone down this road. A lot of people are hurting right now. Do you mind leading us in prayer, please?
3: Absolutely not, I'd be glad to. Heavenly Father, We just come to you and we know that you are the rock inside of a storm. And we just choose to tie ourselves and anchor ourselves to you. And we pray that you will come down and just help everyone to manage through the situation. We know you don't always take the storm away, but you'll carry us through it. Uh, You're there with us, and I just pray that people will continue to feel their presence around you. The louder the wind blows, the more may they be able to actually hear your sweet, still voice amidst that and be comforted, uh, a comfort that goes beyond all understanding. We just thank you for your love for us, your care for your children. And I pray that despite the storm, your glory will shine through and we give you the praise far in advance for all that you'll do. Use this situation. Use us and use this storm. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: This is Haven Today and I'm Charles Morris. The program is called Comfort in the Storm. And I'm so grateful we could have Alan Winfield, not just a meteorologist, but a believer in Jesus, Yeshua, on with us today. When we began our time together, I shared these words from Jesus, do not let your hearts be troubled. Now, I treasure those words. And when Jesus said them, he was with his disciples. It was only hours before he was arrested and went off to Golgotha to be crucified. They were worried. He was telling them he was leaving. But in John 14, he gave them as well as us this amazing promise about the life to come. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. The words of Jesus. Don't let your hearts be troubled. It seems impossible, doesn't it? Imagine those disciples. They just had a sense that a storm was coming, even though the storm hadn't yet arrived. They'd been with Jesus three years. They'd believed in him as the Messiah. They thought this would never end. How could their hearts not be troubled? I know there are a lot of listeners right now with troubled hearts as well. So we need to let Jesus' words minister to us. How can we find peace in the midst of storms? Especially those who are in Florida right now as Hurricane Ian is approaching and those that are are trying to survive in western Cuba. The answer is the life to come. Believe his promise. That's where it starts. And actually there are two promises jesus just gave us and they're both important if we're going to find peace right now the first promise is that jesus is going to prepare a place for us his father's house has all those rooms one of them has your name on it if you're a believer in christ he went to the cross he was resurrected from the dead and he ascended to his throne His work of salvation is complete, but now he is preparing a place for us. That's the promise. And how comforting it is to know that no matter what we're going through in this life, our room in the life to come is being prepared by our Savior. He knows what we need, He knows who we are. This world can feel pretty lonely, foreign, even now, but we don't have to be troubled. We can have peace because we know our Lord is preparing a place for us right now. That's his promise. But there's a second promise, and it's even more important. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. That first promise was not an invitation to go out and search for this place. He wasn't telling us that a heavenly home is being prepared. All we have to do is find the way, get on the right path, and we'll get there. No, Jesus was saying, I'm going to do all the work. We're like a little child. Children don't build their own homes. They can't do that. Children can't make their way home by themselves. They wander and they stray. Jesus was promising to do everything. He will build the place. He'll prepare it just for us, and even better. He promises to come and get us and take us safely home, and that's good news. It means we can live our lives here and now without letting our hearts be troubled. Yes, we will go through trouble, like hurricanes. But just as Jesus said so long ago, my peace I give to you. Peace that's what we have in these two promises. A place that he is preparing and promise that he will come back. We will not be left. We won't be abandoned. In Christ, we have security. That future home, joy and celebration in the life to come, and peace right now, even in the storm.
4: And all creation shook. On that very day The Lamb was slain Then redemption came To one Who would call His name With power and with strength You broke these heavy chains And salvation reigned And with a shout of And with our voices
0: heard from jeremy camp the last couple of days as he shared about his life story in our program and that's his song king jesus from we cry out that really fits so well what we've been talking about if you'd like to hear his full interview i encourage you to check out great stories the podcast we have at HavenToday.org. And you can also check out the DVD, I Still Believe, that we have there, the movie on its life story and that of his late wife, haventoday.org. Well, this is a special program called Comfort in the Storm. Thanks for joining me as we were joined by our Jennifer Ledford in Havana and by Moody Radio staff meteorologist Alan Winfield on the Gulf side of Florida. In a moment, we have to go, but let's keep praying for everyone impacted by these storms. Now, speaking though of storms and struggles, the late Queen Elizabeth II had her share, but through it all, she knew where her allegiance needed to be placed. She served her people well. She served her savior Jesus first. We have the book that reveals her Christian faith called Our Faithful Queen, 70 Years of Faith and Service. I'd like to send you one or more copies for your gift to this ministry that has also made it through many storms these many years. Call us for one or more copies of Our Faithful Queen. Call us right now at eight hundred sixty-five 65 haven eight hundred sixty-five 65 haven Or online is another way to reach us and see actual sample pages from Our Faithful Queen. Our web address is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll be sharing together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Your eyes can tell the difference between more than 10 million colors, the equivalent of a 576 megapixel camera. But having eyes doesn't mean you can see. Like in John 9, Jesus giving sight to the blind man and the Pharisees simply refusing to believe that Jesus had actually performed that miracle. Listen to the way that Jesus responded to them. For judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Spiritual sight is something only God can give, and we need it to behold, to believe, ultimately to walk with Jesus. Invest in your walk with God today with Anchor Devotional. Get it in print at getanchor.com.